Okay, this is part of our news review program. Let's bring in our uh, analyst, Marcus Papadopoulos, historian, analyst, and author, joining us from London. Ryan Dawson is an activist and commentator, joining us from Osaka. Okay, I'd like to welcome you both. Marcus Papadopoulos, first over to you. We have heard about Israeli threats against Iran for decades at this point, but uh, this would be maybe one of the more significant ones with the new Iranian president uh, that is now in power. Uh, do you think that Israel is, based on one analyst saying, making threats because it feels that the U.S. is pulling out of the region and therefore it needs to make this type of threat to perhaps make the U.S. think twice? Is that a possibility? What's your view on it? Well, it is common knowledge that Israel, together with its patrons, America and Britain, is the principal violator of international law and the United Nations Charter in the world. The very fact that Israel, on a routine basis, violates the maritime waters and airspace of both Lebanon and Syria, and also aided and abetted al-Qaeda against the Syrian government during the horrendous conflict in Syria, is evidence enough of the dangerously menacing and destabilizing force that Israel is not just in the Middle East, but also in the wider world. But as regards the threats emanating against uh, Iran from Tel Aviv, I do not believe that the Iranian authorities will be unduly perturbed by these. Why? Because firstly, the Iranian economy and the Iranian armed forces are exceedingly strong and also the Iranian society is unified. Secondly, Israel and Iran do not share a land border. There is a considerable distance separating both countries from one another, which means that this would pose a logistical nightmare for Israel if it was to conduct and maintain a military offensive against Iran. And thirdly, in 2021, stemming from Russia's intervention, legal intervention in the Syrian conflict, there is in existence today a strategic partnership between Tehran and Moscow. And that seriously augments Iran's national security because it means that Iran has a strategic partnership with one of the two superpowers in the world, as I just said, Russia. So I believe that Iran, as a result of its military, economic and uh, societal strength and unity, together with its strategic partnership with the Russian Federation, means that uh, Iran is not going to be overly concerned by the threatening language from Israel. But nonetheless, the Iranian authorities will not be complacent. As regards Israel, of course, Israel would very much like to see America um, become embroiled in a military conflict with Iran. Because the Israelis understand that whilst they might be able to um, employ hit-and-run airstrikes, so to speak, against Iranian military uh, installations and other sensitive installations in Iran, the Israeli military is simply 
simply not in a position to conduct the sort of military offensive against Iran that, of course, the Americans would be able to. So for the uh, for, so for Israeli policymakers, yes, they would like to continue provoking tension uh, in the Persian Gulf in the hope that this would result in a war breaking out between America and Iran okay. in the hope that the Iranian revolution would be destroyed by the Americans. All right, so Ryan Dawson, uh, we, here we have another Israeli threat leveled against Iran. Perhaps maybe you could connect the dots for us if you feel that that is something that should be presented here between Naftali Bennett's visit to the White House, what the U.S. told uh, Bennett, the way that Biden stands on Iran, um, all these factors put together, including the, uh, I don't know if it's still really going to happen, the JCPOA or the so-called nuclear deal at this point, uh, any of these, if the, the dots can be connected, and if not, then what do you make of the threat? Well, the threat is mostly hot air. However, uh, Israel has already been attacking what they call Iranian targets or Shia-backed militia in Syria, but in a very ineffectual way. Most of their uh, air attacks are uh, not doing much damage. Most of them are intercepted by Russian anti-air defense in Syria. Israel's real aim here is to disrupt the nuclear agreement. They like that Iran has sanctions, and Iran is skirting a lot of sanctions through um, the black market means. And so what they really want, and you can see this, the pretext that they've given and stories they've given about uh, mines and ships being attacked, they want to get the Americans to police the waters. And their excuse will be, well, Iran is, uh, you know, is breaking these sanctions. Iran is supplying... Um, Hezbollah, Iran is supplying this group or that. Uh, and this is a way that since the Israelis can't police uh, uh, the waters, they can get the Americans to do so. And the pretext will say, well, if uh, this Iranian ship fired upon this Israeli ship or this oil tanker, they never provide any evidence. This is just accusations. But if they come up with enough accusations, it will give a pretext for the Americans to start seizing ships, uh, not only in the Gulf, but as far as way is Venezuela to say, well, you know, these are these accusations, so we have to seize these boats to make sure there aren't weapons or this and that on it to disrupt the Iranian economy. But really, uh, the threat of a, a hot war with Iran is insane. Uh, Israel doesn't have the means. America has the means, but it doesn't have the public will, so it's not going to happen. So they're trying to harass them on maritime trade. Uh, they're already attacking their weak points in the periphery in Syria, and they can hardly do any damage there. So it's mostly hot air for budgetary justifications and to try and manipulate America to, to uh, move the Zionist hand for them. Okay, and Marcus Papadopoulos, if you can answer this uh, in less than a minute or so. Uh, Israel still says that it will maintain the pressure on Iran through um, hitting Syria. Uh, what uh, gain does Israel have by hitting Syria, which it has been for quite some time at this point? Is, it, is that a way to try to provoke Iran, do you think? Well, despite the courage and the tremendous losses that the Syrian people sustained in their fight to uh, preserve their country against uh, a horrendous terrorist threat, ultimately, the deciding factor, the cardinal factor in, the, in Syria's victory against Wahhabist terrorism, which was partly supported by Israel, was the combined military efforts of Russia and Iran. And as a result of that, naturally, Iran and Russia 
do have strategic influence in Syria. And of course, the Israelis do not like that because Iran is the most significant element in the resistance to Israeli aggression in the Middle East. So by the Israelis carrying out air attacks in Syria against Iranian uh, uh, positions, they believe that this will limit Iran's influence in Syria. Well, that is simply not true. And the Israelis, by doing that, are simply playing to the public, playing to the audience by saying to the Israeli people that we are protecting Israel and we are doing something against Iran. The reality is that the Israeli people have actually been put on the same side as al-Qaeda and also ISIS by their rulers. Thank you for that. Marcus Papadopoulos, historian, activist and uh, author. Ryan Dawson, a pleasure to see you. Activist and commentator from Saka. And with that, we come to an end for this news review.